Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Auburn gets boat race 48 to 18 in Baton Rouge. Let's try to make some sense of the madness on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? Happy Sunday, man. Hope everybody out there is blessed and having a good one. I'm your host, Justin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Oh, boy, Blake, we had to press the record button on this one. Uh, this was going to be tough. How are you doing today, brother? Uh, not good, Dustin. Uh, yeah. and, and not just because of the football game, man. Uh, Friday, I got extremely sick. Uh, Friday morning, started not feeling well. And uh, you know, I was wanting to go to the Baker MGM game and, and uh, I got food poisoning and everything. So I've been down and out, man. Even yesterday, like I couldn't hop on any post game stuff. Like uh, I was just bedridden. And then I had to watch that mm-hmm. last night. And, uh, I'll be honest with you, Dustin. I'll be honest with you. Before we get in, inside the the meat and potatoes of everything that we saw, uh, that was one of the most uninspiring performances that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Don't disagree. Uh, that, that gave me – that performance right there last night had 2012 written all over it. In mm. my, and and I'm, not, I'm not backing off of that. I'm not. Uh, I, 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 what I saw last night – was absolutely ridiculous. Um, it looked like just a, a team that didn't want to be there. It looked like a team that didn't want no part of that environment. You got a guy who is absolutely scared to death at quarterback. Jesus Christ. Dude. I mean, you got a fourth and five, and my buddy runs out of bounds a couple yards short. That's Soft all, I needed, That's all I needed to see. That's it. That's all I needed to see. All right. Uh, your poor defense. I mean, I mean, you're on the field for for what 36, 37 <laughs> uh, minutes. You know, time of possession was yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And people are saying, "Oh, well, you know, I thought Auburn's defense would have played a little better." I'm like, "Well, hell, it's hard to play. It's hard to play yeah. top notch level when uh, you know, your offense is constantly going three and out. You know, to the worst defense in the SEC. Uh, absolutely crazy. Uh, I think there's a split locker room." Um, I, I'm, I'm tired of holding back, Dustin. I'm tired of holding right. back. I, I think there's things going on that uh, just it, – it's got 2012 on it, in my opinion. That's how it feels. And there's no way that you, you – we go into this game and you tell me uh, we only put up 18 points on the worst defense in the SEC. And uh, we even won the turnover battle. We talked about that. We forced a turnover. We forced a turnover. All right? And and I don't know, man. You have the opportunity. You're down 13. You have the opportunity to go make something happen. And your offensive line absolutely shits the bed. All right? That's another thing we can get into. Uh, and you, you have to settle for a field goal. And then, like we talked off recording, you give up a 65-yard kick return. Just tell me you don't want to be there. 
All right. Just say, hey, I'm scared of the moment. I don't want to be here. I'm shying away from it. We weren't good on special teams. We weren't good on defense. We weren't good on offense. All right. Preston was right. We were giving up 40. We always were. He, he was right. I, I texted him last night and I said, man, I said, you were right all along. We were giving up 40. And uh, <laughs> and I, I think he had some good comments uh, back, in the, back in the live show thread. Uh, not not sure if he posted them or not. I never went and really looked, but uh, you know, he he asked me. He said, "Blake, how did you guys only lose to Georgia by seven? I said, "I saw a different team, Preston. I saw a different team. Like, I I don't have an answer for you right now because I don't know, man. I don't know, like." I fully expected Auburn to come into Baton Rouge, and I fully expected for Auburn to run for more than 139 yards. <laughs> we missed on the O-line. We missed at wide receiver. All right. We're not good. We missed at quarterback. My final thing I'll say before we dive into it is nine needs to start the rest of the year. I'm tired of hearing it, tired of talking about it. I'm tired of people on Twitter going back and forth and eat at each other's necks. We missed on every position in the portal. All right. I, I, and I'll be honest with you, Dustin, I don't know why we really thought these dudes were going to come in from the, the G5 and just going to dominate in the SEC. Um, we got to stop doing that. Yeah. It, it, it just, it looked uninspiring, man. As a, as a, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk as a fan here. All right. I try to put fan and and what we do separately, right? But I'm gonna talk as a fan here. That was one of the lowest of lows in a while. And I even heard uh, last night. I'm not gonna say this person's name, but I even heard someone say that potato ball looked better at times. I mean, okay. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, man. I'll start here on the kick return. So you get down, you get down uh 20 to 10. You cut it to 20 to 10. Yep. You've got a little bit of momentum. And then right out the gate, you give up a big kick return. So the the obviously the if you watch the game, you know this conversation is gonna steer to offense. You know this conversation is gonna steer to the quarterback based off the way the first six games have gone and then the way it all went last night. But before yep. we really get into that, I want to point out to the defense that again. Got to be gas. I saw people going at Larry Nixon. Brother, when's the last time Larry Nixon came off the damn field? I promise you don't want to see the guys behind him. I promise. The worst take I had this offseason was Robert Woodward's going to contribute. You don't want to see Robert Woodward out there. I promise you that. Go back and watch the watch the film of, of a couple times that he did play, like in the UMass game that I did. Just go watch it. I'll let that speak for itself. That's what we got. Okay. Larry Nixon and Eugene, that's what we got back there. Those are the only linebackers we got right now worth a damn. Maybe Austin Keys can come back. I don't know. I'm starting to think at this point, if you can save anybody's eligibility, just save it because we're beating New Mexico State. That's who we're beating if we continue to do what we are doing. And I don't, I don't have any reason now to think that we're not going to continue to do what we're doing. Um, but just I, I've talked about the culture of losing, man. I talked about it again last night on the postgame show. Um, I don't I don't give a damn that you pulled out a, a 14 to 10 will it win at Cal 
What's Cal now? Three and four? They're like, awful. They're awful. You were all you were always supposed to win that game. The yeah. way you won it makes you look bad. That was a bad performance. It wasn't good. And to to press this point about um to press this point about why did you get a different team? I'll tell you why. Because 88,000 people deserve NIL money from on to victory. Hmm. Because unfortunately, I've already got my tickets and booked a hotel for next weekend. And I'm still going to show up and give Auburn everything I got. And probably that alone will keep Auburn more in the game versus Ole Miss than they should be. Hmm. That's why. Because for all the crap that Auburn fans get, we're the best damn player on the team right now. Auburn fans have been the best player on the team for three to four seasons probably. Better than Tank, anybody, I don't care. Because when we get at home, we can hang with the Bama and take them three overtimes. When we have no business being on the field, don't have the players, don't have the coaches, have no business. So shout out to Auburn fans, even though it has nothing to do with yesterday. It just kind of reiterates that we're we're the best. Yep. Because we we carry these boys. You know what happened versus Georgia? We carried them to almost winning. That's how good of fans we are. Your love can at least keeps them in the game. But that's it because they don't have it. So we can only do the best we can. And, again, I'll show up. My section, section two, we're supposed to wear orange to strike the stadium. I'll follow the rules. I'll wear orange. I'll do the whole crap, Blake. I'll stand at Tiger Walk. I'll do Four Corners Pep Rally. I'll do the whole crap. I'll do all of it. I'll be all barn next Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's all I can do. That's all I can do, man. But, like, to, to this is just ridiculous. To, to the culture of losing, I talk about the big kick return. Oh, there's another job that LSU scored. You get them to third and seven. You get them to third and seven. They convert. Two, you get two good plays on first and second down. You get them to third and seven again. Guess what they did? They scored a touchdown on that one. <clears throat> you the, the third and longs. We're winning first and second down on defense. And yep. then when you get them in the – you get them where you want them. The goal on first and second down is to get them to third and long. And what happens? It's the whole team, Blake. Versus Georgia, versus Georgia, it was – it showed itself in the couple of plays that could have made a difference. You didn't make the plays. Last night, it showed itself in any time you started to get your feet underneath you somebody made a mistake. I go back to a run where Peyton Thorne ran for a first down on like a third and seven, a third and eight, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. And then for no reason at all, when he's already in the lane, he's already on his way to a first down, I believe it was Dylan Wade, decides to make a completely unnecessary hold. It's a culture of losing, whether it's special teams, whether it's offense, whether it's defense, regardless of the player, regardless of experience, regardless of anything. The culture of losing in this locker room, in this team, is poison. They cannot help but shoot themselves in the foot. They cannot help but make the wrong play and do the wrong thing at the wrong time. They can't help it. And it starts and ends with head coach Hugh Freeze, and it won't change until a head coach comes in here and decides it needs to change. That's it. I'm tired of making excuses for it. And let's get into let's get into the quarterback. Blake, everyone saw it. You're driving the ball at the end of the half. Again, you're starting to get some momentum. And what do you do? The same crap that you did versus Georgia. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to rewind here 
and understand the thinking. You go into Georgia, you're moving you're versus Georgia. You are moving the ball. This, we all talked about this. This is we all talked about for weeks. We had a whole bye week to, to to talk about this. They had a whole week to plan on it. Hmm. You get to third and one. You change quarterbacks after you've had two successful plays with Robbie. You've got Georgia off balance running the zone read with Robbie. Yep. You switch it. One problem I have with this, Blake, is we're already having a problem getting plays off in time. We're already having a problem getting lined up. You switch quarterbacks. You switch all this personnel on third and one. So now you're trying to beat the play clock, a problem that you've created by switching out that many guys and the guy that runs the offense and quarterback, and you don't get it off. Then on fourth down, you get the high snap. We all saw it. So now going back to next week, you've had a whole – or going back to last night, you've had a whole bye week. You know the mistake you made there. You know you can watch the film. And no, okay, we should not have changed quarterbacks in this scenario. And you don't learn from the mistake. You're driving the ball. You got a first down after you've got two consecutive first downs. You take Robbie out. You put in Peyton Thorne. Tell me what happened, Blake. <laughs> you know, the same thing that's happened every other game. <sighs> Man, look, I said it. I said it last night. I posted it on social media said the rotation of the quarterbacks have to stop, all right? It's got to stop. We're too far in, all right? We're too far in. We're too deep, all right? I want to go back and touch on your cow point real quick, all right? I said in a space, I said in a space before the season started, mm-hmm. Guys, I believe we lost Blake real quick. Let's see if we can uh, we'll get Blake at, back in here. He'll get his internet figured out. But yeah, just to the point of quarterback, man, it's really um, it's really just been confusing, and it's hard to it's hard to kind of wrap your head around why it continues to go this way. And I think that we saw what Keontae Scott tweeted out after the Robbie score. It just gets to the point to where it's like, all right, man, even the locker room has got to be questioning even the guys on the team have got to be questioning what's happening here what are we doing i keep hearing that it's all about well we can't trust robbie to throw we can't trust robbie to throw did it freeze what have we seen to what have we seen to, uh yeah yeah i kept rocking keep going baby all right um you got me back i'm good yeah you're good to go okay um so i i said it in 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 a space before the season right uh, if we if we barely beat Cal or we lose to Cal, we might not win an SEC game, right? And I think you're seeing just how bad we are in the talent gap right now. All right, um, we we just we don't have the dudes. Uh, we're not in a good spot. Um, I had an LSU fan comment on my post last night, and he said, "Man, you know, you just don't have the SEC caliber players to compete, right?" Um, we're just – we're so far behind because I watch Cal and they're getting blitzed, bro. Washington beat them by 50. Mm-hmm. Washington beat them by 50. Um, and then to your point on third down, all right, our defense, man, LSU was 66% last night on third down conversions. We couldn't get off the field. We couldn't get off the field. Um, what are we doing at QB? I don't know. I don't get it. I watch a guy, fourth and five, you go for it. He runs out of bounds. You know what? That's soft. It's soft. It's soft. 
you either step up and lower a shoulder and try to and try to pick up two more yards, or you're telling me, hey, I really don't give a damn. That's that's what it's telling me. Wow. Um, that, it's just, I think we're lost right now. Uh, I, I think Robbie Ashford has to take the reins from what he did at the end of the year last year. I think that he needs to start the rest of the year because he is actually moving the football for this Auburn offense. Is it the prettiest thing you've ever seen? No, but neither was the end of last year. And guess what? Auburn moved the football. I think it has to change until you get dudes in here that can make a difference. I had a guy comment on my post last night, and he said, Blake, who throws the ball to Perry Thompson next year? He said, what makes you seem so confident you guys are getting him? He said, because if I'm him, I'm watching this going, hey, uh, why am I going to Auburn? And I'm sitting here scratching my head going, man, who is throwing the ball to Perry Thompson next year? Does, is Auburn going to have to be in a in a spot where you got to go to the portal again? <laughs> so. and you're, 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 you're throwing out a rod and reel sitting there hoping you catch a big fish. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? I, I th- we're just lost. We're lost. The, the crowd of people that uh, after every loss just says, be patient, be calm, and act like nothing, like like you can't say anything about what you saw. Those guys crack me up because uh, I saw a bulletin, a bulletin post last night where somebody was like, because you know, you know what it is. You come out and you start making some points, you start criticizing, and there's a whole crowd of people that calm down. We ain't got you know, like you're automatically calling for regime change or something. You know, just just lack critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. But one guy made a really great post. He says, "So wait a second, let's go back. First, you said." Hugh was going to turn Robbie into what he did with Malik Willis, which actually seems like the best case scenario right now and seems like the most realistic one. But that's what you said at first, which seemed, which was valid. Then it was just wait. We got a guy. We got a guy. We got a guy lined up. Don't worry. There's a secret guy in the portal. And then spring came and it was, no, hold on. We got a secret guy in the portal. And then eventually we got Peyton. And then it was, this was the guy. This was the guy. And now guess what they're back on now, Blake? We got a guy coming in the portal. Don't worry. Don't you worry. There's a secret guy in the portal. Wait a minute. Weren't you, aren't you Captain Peyton Thorne? Wasn't that the name of your account two weeks ago? Bro, some of y'all, some of y'all got to get this sunshine out your asshole. You do. Like, you got to wake up and look at what you're seeing here. And... Um, again, this is not calling for regime change, but it's not, I mean, we're a long way away from that. Okay. Yeah. But this, but this idea that this idea, this idea that this season is just a wash and completely invalid. I'm not buying that to an extent. I'm buying it's a wash to the extent of we were never going to win the West. We were never going to compete big. You're going to take your lumps this year. Sure. But from game one, once you start coaching, that's when your resume at Auburn starts. And six game in, I ask you. I'm not asking about recruiting. I'm not asking about handling boosters or any of that. Let's look at the on-the-field product, Blake. On the field, when the game starts, I don't see how you can give Hugh Freeze anything above a D plus. I give it an F- minus because it's been completely discombobulated. There's the issues that 
you think you get corrected. They continue to not be corrected. You're still not getting lined up right. You knew going into this game that running the ball and keeping them off the field would not be it. Or, or would be would be the way to do it, would be the way to win the game. And if you didn't do it, then you were going to be in trouble. Yet you finished the game with less overall offensive yards than Grambling State had versus LSU. Somebody make that make sense to me. You throw two slant routes on the first drive that worked and don't go to them the rest of the game. You finally go to Cam Brown, and then guess what you don't do the rest of the day? You can't make any of this make sense. All I heard was, Look at the guys that Hughes used at tight end. Rivaldo Fairweather. One catch yesterday. One catch. This was the guy, though, that I was supposed to be, that I was told was going to be one and done, shoot off to the NFL. Hugh knows how to use him. I'm sorry, but as far as in the game, when the clock starts, it's an F. And your resume is started. And what I mean by that is, is if Hugh goes five and seven or six and six this year, he's not going to get fired. And I won't, and I won't come on this podcast and say he needs to be fired. Even at five and seven, which I will be extremely pissed off about. And I also think now we finished five and seven. And I'm going to be very upset about that. But I still won't say, okay, that's the time. I still won't say that. But what I will say is, okay, that's on your resume. That's there. So now if you start to, if you continue to look like crap, this is, this is in the bank. This is something we can go back and look at and say, wait, these are data points we're collecting. This is another really, really, really bad performance. And Hugh said after the game, he thought they had a good game plan going in. Quit saying that. Quit saying that. If you think I'll, I'll stand on this. If Hugh frees in his heart of hearts, and I don't know if he does. If he really thinks that that game plan was a good game plan and it'll work, he will not make it past his third year at Auburn. And if he is so married to the idea of Peyton Thorne being the quarterback, then this season is going to go down the drains really fast, and he's going to lose a big portion of the fan base. And I'll tell you what, Blake, as far as uh, just in-game and, and who he is, as a coach and, and making guys better, I've lost a, I've lost a lot of faith. I've lost a lot of faith. And I want to apologize for uh, what I said, some of the things I said during the summer. I only looked at the numbers. I only looked at what he had did at Arkansas State, at Ole Miss, and at Liberty. But um, it's been night and day. And if you have not watched what Jake Crane, uh, his, his episode he did with our guy Mike G with the Auburn Express last week, I thought that Jake hit the nail on the head when he said, for some reason, Hugh took the job at Auburn and decided to put his superpower down. And he's talking about play calling and running the offense. This is something that you've done great your entire career. You take this job, you're not doing it. And now the offense looks the way it's never looked before. It's pretty easy to me to see what the problem is. And we did not, when I sold everybody, when I sold our subs about how much better the offense was going to be this year. And again, we never said we were going to be award-winning, top offense in the SEC. We just thought there would be progress because that's what Hugh Freeze has put on for his entire coaching career, right? Yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden we're not seeing it. So we have to kind of connect the dots and say, what's the difference here? Oh, it's the first time you're not completely running the offense. Okay, but that's not enough. I'm not going to point the, the, the blame at Philip Montgomery here. Auburn didn't hire Hugh Freeze for Philip Montgomery to change this offense around and get it back right. Auburn hired Hugh Freeze for Hugh Freeze to fix this offense and get this passing game back right. So I'm not going to blame Philip with one L 
for much. I don't think he's a good coordinator. I don't think he's going to be at Auburn for very long. I think that he's got six games left. Yeah. But this falls back on Hugh, and I'm going to be fair because for all the stuff that really that that we could have pointed other directions that necessarily weren't Harson's fault, we ultimately said, well, he's the head coach, and it falls back on him. You switching out quarterbacks on that drive before the second half is 100% on Hugh Freeze at this point. It's 100% the wrong decision to do, and I will stand on that. And if you disagree with that, feel free to come on the show and argue with me, but you won't win the argument. And furthermore, to the second half, Blake, and this is how good of a fan our fans are. I hate LSU. You hate LSU. Everyone listening to the show hates LSU. We're sitting here getting our asses drilled by LSU. And even at halftime, me and my brother look at each other and said, you know what? We're not going to win this game. But start robbing you in the second half and start to find a groove. That way you come back home versus your next two opponents, beat winnable games in Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and you can find a groove in this second half, and at least you've answered the quarterback question. At least you say, okay, this is the direction with the offense. So that was our hope. Then Robbie comes out and starts the second half. And you say, okay, here we go. All right. Whether it works or not, I don't know. But at least we have a sense of direction now. Halfway through the sixth game, we've decided, okay, we're done with Peyton Thorne because he's got – I can rattle off. I think he's got benched in every road game. He's got benched in every single road game. So I'm sitting here thinking, third road game, he's getting benched. There's no way we see him again. This has to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. We're going to load up with Robbie here. We have moved the ball with Robbie. Anybody that's watching the game is thinking, okay, we're turning it over to Robbie here to see what he's got, and we'll bid off this for the rest of the season. And then third down shows up. And here comes Peyton Thorne. Mm -hmm. You can't justify it. You cannot make it make sense to me. It makes no sense. I think that the locker room is super divided. I know the fan base is super divided. I've lost a ton of faith in every uh, in Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery as far as this overall uh, scheme, making guys around them better, and what we're going to do on offense. And my final point uh, before I turn it back to you on that, brother, is look at that all. Everyone keeps saying we got to get the guys. We got to get the guys. We got to get the guys. Have y'all looked at where we're at in recruiting? You think that not? You think that being outside the top fifteen in the SEC is gonna is getting the guys? Because I don't. Have you looked what's going on with our one blue chip offensive lineman? He's getting poached by Texas. Now I'm not saying that's I'm not saying that's ultimately what's going to happen, but boy, it doesn't look good. Yeah, they're moving in. It's it's trending awfully in the wrong direction, and we've thrown the we've thrown the book at him. Nil, why we've let this kid know you are the most important thing. Still can't keep him. Like we had an offensive lineman staying up and silently commit, and then the next week flip and commit to San- to Stanford. Mm-hmm. And I've got people sitting here trying to tell me that I got to wait for him to get the guys. If you think Walker White's going to step in next year, a freshman coming from Arkansas high school football, and turn this around? No. He's completing in his fifty-five. He's around fifty-five to fifty-six percent completion percentage right now in high school ball in Arkansas. Private school ball, <laughs> right, dog? It takes time to develop QBs. It's yep. very rare that a guy steps in as a true freshman, and you think that that guy is going to step in as a true freshman and fix the the Auburn's offensive woes? No. It has to start with coaching. They have to start scheming guys in better positions. And I'm really, really confused that Hugh Freeze 
Because Malik Willis is not a good passer. Malik Willis has never been a good passer. That was that's shown itself before Hugh Freeze touched him, and that's shown itself after Hugh Freeze touched him. Why are we not doing what was done with Malik Willis with Robbie Ashford? Why? Why? Make it make sense to me, Blake. It seems like there's some division uh, between OC and head coach, in my opinion. Um, it, it, it feels like there is – I don't know who, but we've talked about this before, but I feel like one has a love for one quarterback and the other has a love for the other. I don't I don't know, man. It just – it's not meshing. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted to ask you this is – do you think with the offensive play calling um, – you know, I kind of got asked this the other night, and I wanted to ask you this. Do you think – Hugh Freeze got comfortable uh, getting back into the SEC. Now, I, granted, I got this question from an Alabama fan, and I was like, ooh, you know, like, I don't think that's true, but uh, why did he give up play call? And he was like, do you think he got comfortable? And I asked you that with him getting back into the SEC, getting the head coaching job, uh, leaving Liberty and um, – what do you think the deal there was, Dustin? Okay, so I think that one, um, him being out of the SEC for a little bit, I think that he just has a lot of respect for the SEC. And I think that mm-hmm. him knowing coming from Liberty into the SEC, I think he internally is telling himself, okay, this is a step up, this is a beast. And now in the air of the portal and the NIL, it's only gotten even more complicated to deal with. And then I also think that he, in doing that, he then watched the film of our team and evaluated the roster and said, oh, my God. How did Auburn's roster get to this point? Mm-hmm. How was your offensive line this bad? How was your wide receiver core this bad? How mm-hmm. are you this thin on defensive line? How are you this bad at edge at Auburn? And I think all those things combined, as he was taking the job, he said, I don't think I can call plays here. I think I've got to completely focus on getting this roster back right because of how bad it is. I think it was a combination of things. I don't know if comfortable, but I will say this. I think he is a little more, a little comfortable in in the in the sense of this season, brother. I'm judging you. Mm-hmm. I've I've accepted that this could be a six and six, seven and five season before the season. Yep. I'm gonna say it for the hundredth time. The people that have been listening to it are probably like, we know Dustin. You're giving this example every week. Say it again. I continue to say, very likely scenario, just like 2009. You lose three games in a row after that. What well, then was a five and zero start, but this year three and zero, and then you come back to face an Ole Miss at home with its with its chance to turn it around. I've laid out all you know a thousand times why that scenario was you know in Chiswick's first year, in Hughes' first year, all the reasons why that scenario was very likely to be the same scenario this year. So I'm not. It's not about. I'm not going to sit here and then go, like contradict myself and be a hypocrite towards the point that I've been making. I've been saying we will most likely be three and three at this point. The part that concerns me is it the three and three ain't looked the way I thought it was going to look. Yeah. I thought I thought the three and three was going to be we don't have the guys. We just don't have the bodies to keep up with these teams. But the guys that we do have are being put in the right positions to win. That's not what I've seen. I've seen our guys being put in positions detriment, like detrimental to them succeeding. Yeah. And it's 
It's confusing and it causes me great concern moving forward. And if and, and to your point about, I agree with you about there's got to be something going on. We talked about it uh, earlier this week. Maybe it's not personal, but just football wise, something's going on between Hugh and Philip. You had yeah. a bye. You had a bye week. Like again, at this point, I don't care. It's all on Hugh at this point because you can step in and say, "No, boss man, we ain't doing that." No, we ain't doing this. All it takes when whoever's decision it is, one of two things. Let's say it was Philip Montgomery's decision to change on the drive before halftime. Let's say it was Philip's decision to change the quarterback back to Peyton Thorne after we were moving the ball to Robbie and then it stalled. Mm-hmm. Then, I, then I'm pissed off that Hugh didn't override it and allowed it to happen. Now, let's say that it was Hugh's decision. What's the bad decision and why are you making it? Either way, it's inexcusable. Either way, it falls back on Hugh Freeze at this point. Did you see uh, the the ball that Peyton Thorne sailed into double coverage? Should have been picked off and the LSU safety let it go through his hands. And they scanned a Philip Montgomery up in the box. And Philip Montgomery just throws his hands up. And he's like, you know, like, where are you throwing the football? Like, like something something is something is going down. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 weird to me. But Dustin, I wanted to bring up this tweet uh, from our guy Ethan Lowry. Uh, I like Ethan, man. I follow Ethan. Um, he 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 posts some 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 pretty good stuff uh, about Auburn. Uh, but last night he posted: ninety nine percent of Auburn fans predicted us to lose this stretch of three to four games. Why is everyone switching up all of a sudden? It's year one. You don't cook barbecue in the microwave. And what I want to say about this tweet is: first thing, I'm not switching up. I think Hugh Freeze is the guy for this job. Right. Um, I just think that we were in a very, very dark place um, as far as what was surrounding our program. All right, uh, what what we what we had in our program uh, in the the past few years of recruiting, um, and I don't think things have meshed well uh, so far. And I think you have a divided locker room. I'm tired of. I'm tired of holding back from that. I think you have a divided locker room. There was a tweet last night that went out that said nine. All right, that right there tells me all I need to know. Like I'll, I'll go ahead and say this too. I hate to interrupt you, but I'm gonna let this slip. I heard something two weeks ago, and uh, then it kind of got reiterated to me uh, last week. Yeah, that defense is over Peyton Thorn. Yeah, I feel comfortable. Saying no. that. I don't know, maybe not all of them, but to your point about it being divided, there's a lot of guys in there that are over what they've seen. Yeah, I, I bet. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you be? Right. Uh, but my point to this tweet is everybody predicting us to lose this stretch of three to four games. All right. I, I'll be straight up with you. I didn't think we would lose to Texas a and I didn't. Um, we're, we're seeing now that Texas A&M is not a good football team. Yeah, neither is uh, it, they, they lost yesterday to Tennessee, and if you watched any part of that football game, that was an absolutely dreadful football game. Yeah, Max Johnson isn't good. All that crap we were like, well, he yeah. came in. No, he's not good. It, their offensive line isn't good. No. Um, their Jimbo's defense still getting fired. garbage. Jimbo's getting fired. Their defense is garbage. Well, their secondary is garbage. Um, the, the best part of their team is is their D-line and their receivers. That's it. That They have no run game this year. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't expect us to lose to A&M. But – it's how we're losing. That's the biggest thing to me, Dustin. It's how we're losing. Like, 
if you don't think Georgia was a heartbreaker, we should have won that football game. Yep. We should have won that football game. Period. If we had any identity on offense, we beat them by two scores. <laughs> Come on now. Let, let, let's stop sugarcoating shit now. I'm, I'm being for real. People have lost – Blake, people have lost sight of the points to win the game. The, the people the, in Auburn, Auburn fans have lost sight that the scoreboard matters. Um, they have. You know, Preston texted me last night. Our, our guy on the live show, if you didn't watch it, and this is your first time listening, uh, Preston Guy from TigerBait.com covers LSU. He texted me last night and he said, how does LSU stack up against Georgia? I said, y'all can beat them. Y'all can beat them. All right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you get that LSU defense that you got last night, LSU can beat them. I watched Georgia yesterday. Yeah, I know it was early, and and but man, they're giving up, they're giving up fifty yard pass plays to Vandy. All right, and you're telling me we can't do that? I know we don't have a Will Shepard, but we got one receiver. We got one receiver that wants to get the business. Jay Fair, that's it. Quarterback oh. almost got him killed last night. Caleb, Caleb Bird made a, made a you know he did a little something and we take him out. And I'm not saying he lit the world on fire, but you start the kid. He comes out, and he starts. He comes out and he starts, and I'm like, all right. Well, the bye week came. My first thought when I saw Caleb Burton was, y'all got in some people's ass this week, didn't you? Let's go. And then guess what? Hey. You remember that take? I said Caleb Burton has 30 catches. That was my hot take. All right. That was my yeah. one big surprise of the year. And damn it, he comes in last night. Caleb Burton's got to play the rest of the year. He's he's got to play the rest of the year. You gotta have something else at wide receiver because you're not getting nothing right now. Nothing. Period. Why did you Cam why did Blake? Why does Cam Brown not see the ball more after the first drive? Man, why? I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I do, that's why I'm lost. That's why I'm lost. That's why we're sitting. Something's going on. And and if you're if you're an Auburn fan, you might be sitting here going, "Oh, nothing's going on. It's it's year one." You know, uh, no, I'm tired of the year one stuff. Yep. I, I am. Look, I'm one of those people. It's going to take time. It's going to take. It's, it's patience is a virtue. It is year one. All right, but it's how we're losing games in year one. If Brian Harson can go five and seven, all right, I'm expecting Hugh Freeze to get to seven and five. All right, that's the bill of goods I was sold, Blake. And what and what really hurts is I know a lot of people hate to hear this, and I know you don't want me pulling for anybody else and all of this. And and I'll tell you what, watching that dude up in Eugene, Oregon, mm. and what he's doing. And if we had him, we're undefeated. If we had him, we are undefeated. Dude, dude is putting on an absolute clinic right now. And that's how far that's how down bad we are as a program. Is we're having to watch one of our dudes absolutely ball out. And his head coach cost him yesterday. All right. His his head coach possibly cost him a Heisman trophy yesterday. Um TJ Finley gonna get drafted as soon as he left Auburn. Hey, TJ Finley threw a game winner last night. Did you see that? Looked like trash. Couldn't look any worse than that kid looked at Auburn. Kid's gonna get drafted now. What's that tell you? <laughs> Bo Nix. 
couldn't look much worse than he did at Auburn. Left Auburn, going to get drafted now. Uh, I'm going to touch on Ethan's tweet, and then I'm going to get to one that I got, uh, Pablo. Um, Ethan, I know he listens to the podcast, and Ethan is a good follow, and he's a, he's a good Auburn fan. I do like him, and he makes a lot of good points. Yep. Um, I would just say to that point, like, I agree with you overall, you know. I, uh, I don't disagree with that point. You know, like yeah. I said, there's outside of us losing every game the rest of this year, I'm I'm still with you, Freeze, and think it was the right hire to make. And uh, and even even if you Freeze doesn't work out, that doesn't mean it was a wrong hire. You had the candidates that you had available to you. You have to make the best decision or what you think is the best decision. You know, Brian Harson was a bad hire. Even if you Freeze doesn't work out, it's not a bad hire. It's a good hire. Um. He's got to get back to doing what makes him good. Yep. You know, like it would be like it, it would be like if Bruce Pearl came out this week and was like, "Hey guys, I'm not really going to put put pressure anymore on defense. We're just going to focus on lagging off and playing zone and packing the paint and making and letting them get there. We're just never going. You would be like, "Wait a minute, ha 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 Yeah, you're going to quit doing what? It would be like if Butch Thompson came out and he said, "Hey guys." I ain't focusing on pitching anymore, me personally. I'm going to put all my resources and focus into other things, outfield, infield play. And I'll let everybody else figure out. And I would say, oh, hold on. Let's do what you've been doing that works. So yeah. if this clip ever comes across you freeze, all I'm asking you to do, brothers, do what works. Okay? Because Philip Montgomery is not worth you getting fired for. And I'm not saying that's going to happen this year. And, and to your point, Ethan, I agree with you. I would, to, but what Blake said, it's about the way it's being cooked. Yeah, you you've got the bar, you've got my barbecue soaking in mustard and ketchup, kind of mustard ketchup mix with pickle juice on it. And I'm telling you, hey man, once you take that out and cook it, that's probably going to taste like shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. So let's change up the way we're cooking the barbecue. Because this is not going to produce any kind of pulled pork sandwich anybody wants to eat. I don't want to eat them ribs, Ethan. I don't want the Peyton Thorn barbecue ribs. No the thing's disgusting, and they will give you food poisoning. So, ooh, tough word, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my food poison! I just got over it. Uh, uh, well, uh, hey, 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 listen, it's uh, it just, woo. Now it's a Pablo's tweet. You get the Pablo, Pablo. I felt you last night, brother. Pablo was a was a fun follow last night on Twitter, but I feel them. <laughs> Pablo, Pablo said, I watched an Auburn team with absolutely no hope, a worse offensive line, a less experienced Robbie Ashford, run the hell out of the ball and at least move the chains last year with an interim head coach and an offensive line slash wide receiver coach called in plays. And it was significantly better than whatever this is. Hugh Freeze, brother, figure it the F out. Mm-hmm. Pablo? Nail on the head, brother. You want to come work with me tomorrow, man? You help help us uh, frame up some houses or something? Because, my goodness, dude, you hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, yeah, this has to stop. It's madness. I'm absolutely sick of seeing it again. There is a path. There is a a a world where Auburn goes six and six and seven and five, and I'm toting the pail talking about we're on the way. We're on the way. It's not about the wins and losses. It's the what's going on during the losses where I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, I don't I don't know what we're doing anymore. And mm -hmm. as far as the rest of the season goes, based off of what I've seen so far, here's my prediction. 
And if you disagree, put it in the comments and please talk me off the ledge and tell me why I'm wrong. But based off what I have seen so far, we will continue to run Robbie Ashford. We might just run two QBs as long as Robbie's at Auburn. It might be the best thing for Auburn for Robbie just to leave and that not even be a Robbie thing. Because apparently, as long as Robbie's our coach or our, on our team, our coaches cannot decide what the hell to do with him. So I'm almost ready for Robbie just to go <laughs> just so we can pick a QB and stick with him. Because this is just getting ridiculous. But I keep getting told Robbie can't throw, and then he comes in and throws the best pass I've seen all night. So I just yeah. I just throw my hands up with this and say, okay, whatever. Dustin, let me ask you this uh, before we wrap this thing up, man. Is We look at Auburn's remaining schedule. The uninspiring uh, trip to Baton Rouge that we just watched. Mm-hmm. I, I know you said that you see five and seven now. Uh, mm-hmm. What are the what are the games that Auburn can win on on the remaining schedule? Because now I said that I said last week we're sitting here, we're going to have a, a a good trip to Baton Rouge. I knew we wasn't going to win the football game, but I thought it would be a lot better than what we watched. I thought we could beat Ole Miss. I thought we could get on a, a run and beat Mississippi State, beat Vanderbilt, go to Arkansas and win, uh, and beat New Mexico State. Like I thought that was a real possibility. Yep. Yep. But now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, well, you're gonna you're gonna lose to Ole Miss. You're gonna get blown out at home. Um, sorry, I sorry I feel that way. I know Dustin's going to the game, but I am not. Uh, I am not spending my money on that. I am not. Getting a hotel room for that product, I'm not doing it. I love Auburn to death, but I will not waste my money um, to watch something that bad. Like I, I just, I won't do it. Um, it's, already, it's already purchased, but I'm definitely oh, yeah. uh, the 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 juice is definitely. I know, brother. I know. I know. Just like uh, Mike in our in our game day group chat, he said, "Man, I, I just kind of feel like, uh, you know, like spending the gas and the food." Now he was like. I hate it. I, I want to go and everything because I know Mike. I've known Mike my whole life, and he loves Auburn, bro. He bleeds orange and blue. Um, it, it's just it, – it, it's it's rough, man. It's rough. And and I look at Mississippi State. Now, man, I had Mississippi State as a as a, as a, a dub. I mean, put it, put it on the schedule, a dub, and now I'm sitting here going, uh, man, we might lose to both Mississippi schools again. Uh, In the final year. And yeah, and and guess what? We should never, ever lose to both both Mississippi schools ever. All right, um, can we beat Vandy? No, that, I, I, that's that's it's what I'm, on the road, Blake. It's on the road. It's, no. it's on the road, and uh, they're still working on the end zone. That might be that might be something weird. That might be some voodoo in there. They got Will Shepard. All right, he's a dude out at receiver. Um, can we beat Vandy? I don't know at this point. I really don't, man. Um, and it, it, it that that right there, man. I don't know. I don't know. Four and eight does not sound fun because now I had us. I had us welcoming in Bama to Jordan Hare and us being. Oh man, we're mm. we're we're zooming up, and bro, Jalen Monroe is gonna cook us. That yeah. Bama defense is going to cook us. Like, we're down bad, brother. We're down bad right now. 
Yeah, my last point, uh, and I'm glad you said that because it was going to be about Bama and Milrow, but uh, just kind of I, I kind of got off what I was saying right there at the end. You know, argue with me on this as far as as far as rest of the season is going to go. We're going to continue to rotate quarterbacks to our own detriment for 12 games. I've seen nothing to to think otherwise. I think we're going to continue to do what we're doing, and it's going to hurt us, and the season's not going to go well. Yeah, bro. Um, in the the stretch, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, New Mexico State. If you, I, you can go two and two there and get to five and seven, maybe. And you can maybe get Mississippi State at home. You you can get Mississippi State at home. Maybe go on the road and get Vanderbilt. You can go two and two right there. But yeah, man, I, I don't I don't see any other way it plays out other than that. Hope I'm wrong, but six games in, not only not like not only are are you are you are who you are at this point kind of thing. Like you've you've shown what you are, but also like you've shown that you won't fix the mistakes and to, so i can't expect anything different mm-hmm. what we're doing on offense is literally the definition of insanity so i'm going to expect nothing but insanity from offense the rest of the year as far as uh the bama milrow point bama goes down to south florida now milrow was suspended but he had struggled the week before didn't look great he had, they they really didn't even name him the starter until right before the season. He had struggled during fall camp. Then they go down to South Florida. They play every other quarterback on their roster. They all look bad, and it looks like oh my god, Bama has this is the year they're going to go nine and three, eight and four. Which the things I would do to go eight and four, and the fact that they to them that's fallen would be falling off just speaks volumes about how far the gap is between programs, and I will say, getting off topic again here, part of that's on fans because our fans just happily accept L's at this point and just – just it's always going to get better. It's always going to get better. I I can't – boy, the, the bookmarks and screenshots I still have saved from some people talking about, Harson's going to figure out how to recruit. It's going to get better. Mm-hmm. He's going to get it. <laughs> Shut up, man. Shut yeah. up. So – what what did Bama do? Bama, they looked they looked at it and said, "Okay, this is what we got to do. These are Milrose strengths. Let's build our offense and our defense. Let's build the way we play football for four quarters around this." Mm-hmm. And what have they done every week on offense? Now listen, you can sit here and say, "Oh well, they struggled and they beat a crappy Arkansas team, twenty-four to twenty-one." Oh, because uh, I saw it yesterday. I saw Auburn fans making fun of them. They're six and one. Okay. We're three and three. Their coaches are doing with their talent the best they can, putting them in the best position to win. We are not. It blows my mind. Is Milrow a world beater? No. Is this the best Bama team ever? No. Nowhere close. But what they did do was say, this is what we have. Let's build the whole team. The way we coach on defense, special teams, Blake. Everything Bama has done the past three weeks has been built around the way Jaden Milrow plays football. And what have they done, Blake? They've won the damn game. Yep. It's what good coaches do. It's what they do. And I'll say this. This is my final thoughts for the night. Do you want to win or do you want to lose? And I know that because of the tone that we've had, in our 52 minutes here, some people are going to think I'm talking about Auburn. This is the final thoughts. Back out. But I am kind of looking at Auburn 
in some of this, mainly our fans here. But this is not what I'm about to say is not what I is not an Auburn. Don't don't hear this and go, Dawson saying what I'm about to say about head coach. I'm not. But there's a guy out there named Urban Meyer. Okay. And I'm asking every AD out there, do you want to win football games? Mm-hmm. What do you care about? Because I look down Urban Meyer's scandals. It is not great. It's not, but it's not, it's nothing I wouldn't hire a guy for. Yeah. I would argue we just hired a guy for worse transgressions. Okay. And I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm not saying that Urban Meyer's the, uh, uh, a dude that, oh man, that's the guy right there. You know, I date my daughter, marry my sister type thing. No, yeah. uh, you know, of course, regardless of age, I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about the personality and all that. That's not, he's not that kind of guy, but I ask you the question, Blake, do you want to win football games? Yep. Because I'm going to pull up this man's record right here. And I'm doing this because I watched a lot of bad football yesterday. This man is 187 and 32 with a win percentage of 0.854 as a college football coach. Yep. What's Steve? And you want some people want to talk about the NFL, right? Well, Steve Spurrier was a great coach at college, went up to Washington, didn't quite work out, comes back to South Carolina and wins 11 games three years in a row. The all time winningest coach in South Carolina and Florida history. Urban Meyer can coach the hell out of college football. If I was Michigan State, I've already got a deal with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. I've already got a deal with Ohio State. I've already got a deal with James Franklin at Penn State. Guys, there is the, the second-best college football coach in America is sitting there wide open. Don't overthink this. I talked about this in my final thoughts the other day with coaches not kneeling the ball down. God, dude, the, I wish I could remember his name. The Bears had a GM a couple years ago. Drafted, traded up. Drafted Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Can't make it make sense. Even 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 in hindsight, can't make it make sense. Quit overthinking stuff. To the ads, the like. Look, if if I sat down with a guy like Jake Crane and talk scheme, he dice me up, right? He chopped me up. But some of this stuff is just obvious. Some of it doesn't require you to know the proper depth of a dig route or a over front or whatever these, you know, like not all that's required. I can look at it and say, the ball's moving here. You did this. The ball's not moving. I can look at Urban Meyer and say, that guy wins football games. I'm tired of seeing Urban Meyer on Fox and then watching bad coaching across the country. He's the yeah. second best football coach in the nation. And it's a, it's close. Okay. Because when he gets his programs rolling, he's hitting Saban and then Saban's punt. They go back and forth. Yeah. Urban Meyer is going to land somewhere this offseason, and mark my words, Blake, that program will be winning national titles or competing for them within two years. And 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 I will tie this into Auburn at this point. No one expected Hugh Freeze to win a national championship in his first year. No one expected Hugh Freeze to compete for the West in his first year. No one, no one reasonable. To you guys that were messaging me and Dem, uh, Blake in the offseason asking about 10-2 and 9-3, and do you hear us now? Told you. But what, but what I will say is it could be better, man. It could be better. And I've seen guys come in in their first year and make imp- – Hugh Freeze has done it everywhere but here. So I'm begging, I'm begging to, to, to just do – to just do what you do, Hugh. Yep. Just do what you do. I don't 
whatever you have done before Auburn, do that. Do that. For the love of God, do what you did with Malik Willis, with Robbie Ashford. Because no one's going to be calling for your head, at least not here on the Uptempo Podcast after year one. But, brother, if you miss a bowl game, you're starting off year two in a bad, bad spot. I'll take the Birmingham Bowl. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the Dollar General Bowl. I'll take before the year, bro. We said it before the year. I want the extra practices. All right. I want, I want to go to a bowl game and feel good about this program again. All right. I I don't care if we get made fun of about the Birmingham Bowl. I don't, don't, I don't at all. Like I really don't. Okay. But getting to that six win mark is what I want to see. And I'll tell you this as we get out of here. You got a chance Saturday night, all right? And I'm going to go off of what I said last week about Hugh and the opportunities still at, still at heart here, all right? You got a chance Saturday night to salvage your season in front of Jordan-Hare Stadium. You got a chance, all right, against an Ole Miss team who can move the football just like LSU can. So scary. Who can run the football? Who can throw the football? But they got a quarterback who will also turn it over. You got to win the turnover battle. We're going to talk about it this week. We're going to try to get an old miss, uh, an old miss guest on. All right. But you got an opportunity to come home while you're reeling, while you're down bad in front of your fans, and you got a chance to make things right against a top 15 opponent. The opportunity is there. The opportunity is there for Coach Hugh Freeze. This is the one that he wants. He does not want to lose to Ole Miss. Personal. So so get your shit together, okay? Get in there this week. Watch all the film you got to watch. Everything that's happened up to this point, it don't matter anymore. It's over. It's dead. It's done. You're 0-0, baby. All right? You're 0-0. Got six games left. Let's ride. Let's see what happens. All right, to Robbie Ashford. Hopefully nine is is the rest of the way, all right, because I can't see one going back out there, all right? I can't. Like, I, I promise you, whenever he ran out of bounds on that fourth down, I my, my, I envisioned your face, just your head just exploding off. I, I looked at Tyler, my little brother, and I said, Blake's losing his shit. I, I, dude, hey, that's all I needed to see. That right there, that's all I needed to see. That's all. I would have rather you stopped and threw a dart back across the middle of the field for a pick. I, I, I honestly would have rather seen that. But for you to just run out of bounds, that that right there showed me, hey, brother, I'm I'm soft. Didn't right? miss just a ball out. No, I'm soft as Charmin. All right, and um, I don't know, man. I, look. You got an opportunity to make it right in front of your fan base. Uh, because let me tell you something. Me and Dustin, we ain't stopping riding. Like, I, I'm riding. <laughs> right, right. I'm not going to the game because I ain't wasting my money. Yeah. All right. But I'm still riding with you. I, I will be in front of my TV at 6 p.m. Saturday night, Lord willing. All right. If, if I'm still here, all right, <laughs> I will be in front of my television at 6 p.m. in all orange and blue, yeah. yelling, War Damn Eagle. All right, just like I was last uh, uh, last night when it was forty eight to eighteen with a minute and fifty nine <laughs> seconds left. All right, um, but get it right, man. Get it right. Fix it. Uh, you got an opportunity. Mississippi State, Vandy, New Mexico State, 
if that's the three games that we win, hey, I'm happy to get to six and six. So make it right, Dustin. Yes, sir. I agree with everything you said, man. Uh, we appreciate everybody like that video. Hit the subscribe button after you have not. Look, guys, I know it's not any fun. Uh, I know it's a lot more fun when we win and get in here and talk about it. So we really appreciate you guys that have been rocking with us even through the losses. You know, because like uh, I noticed it with my with my Buccaneers, you know, like when we win, I listen to Bucks podcast all week. Yep. And when we lose, I don't want to hear it, bro. I don't want to hear it because my mindset is I already watched it. I already know what happened. I ain't trying to hear us, you know, sit here and talk about how bad we play. I, I, I want to clear my mind of it. So for you guys, man, that come in here, even when we do lose and continue to rock with us and continue to support uh, and uh, share it out and everything, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. To our members, uh, Recruiting Pod and the Around the Plains Pod will be dropping, I would say, within the next 48 hours. So just be on the lookout for that. Uh, I got to upload all my stuff from Friday night, get everybody's stats in here and that kind of stuff. Also, the uh, the baseball team. Went on the road, do a little fall ball. We'll talk about that. There are some stats coming out from the basketball scrimmage as well. So those pods will be pumping out for our members. We just uh, let us just get those organized, get them uploaded and everything. Like I said, 48, 72 hours at the max. So things will be coming out for you guys. So members be on the lookout for that. If you're interested in becoming a member, hit that join button up there. We've got two levels, JV and varsity, man. And uh, we would love to see you guys coming there and getting this exclusive content that we got going on. It's only going to get more, uh, more and more exclusive content coming the more and more of that basketball and baseball get closer. So uh, we're really fired up for that, man. And unfortunately, Blake, I started seeing it last night. People started saying, well, basketball season's on the way. And I am so sick and tired of seeing that, but I also can't argue the sentiment. We'll be back Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. I promise by then I might be in a little bit more of a bug mode. Like Blake said, we're going to keep doing it, man. There is not a damn thing in this world other than my heart stopping that will ever take this Auburn out of me. There's not a beat down that Auburn can take that's going to change it. I'm more damn eagle till they bury me. <sighs> my, my pops did this to me, and I don't even know how to shake it, brother. <laughs> it's, a, it's a curse. It's a blessing, whatever you want to call it. But uh, like Blake said, man, I'm riding all the way. And uh, I am wasting my money next weekend. I will be there. So follow me on Twitter, dmcshop28. And uh, we have a will be a lot of cool content coming out uh, from that as well for our, for our members. So, yeah, man, just tap into everything we got going on here at the Up Tempo Podcast. 7 p.m. Central Time, Tuesday for the live show. We will be back. Tell somebody that you love them. They might need to hear it. War Damn Eagle, baby. Love y'all. Appreciate all y'all. War Damn, baby. <laughs>